Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday, as every single Monday, I am here to make sure that you get off to an amazing start of this week. Today, I've also got Lorna on my side and we are going to tackle your questions that we have been receiving on Instagram. If you are new to the podcast and our community, then make sure you give the show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you've been listening for a while, what would be really nice of you is if you can go in and give this podcast a rating and a review. Just tick the start and even better, write a small comment of what you think about this podcast. And we've got a huge announcement, and that is that we are going to close our program PEP. The PEP that we've been talking so much about, we're actually going to close it down. Why? Because we have done a lot of reflection, as we have also told all you guys to do. Reflect at the end of the year. Think about what you want to do, what you want to put your energy into, what you're really excited about at the moment. And both me and Lorna have grown so much, and we feel like it's time for something new. We feel like we can give value to all of you out there in a different way. And therefore, we are going to start a new program this year. This program is still being built as we speak. But as soon as we have more information, we're going to share it with you here on the podcast. So make sure you listen to the upcoming podcast episodes. Also, what you can do is to sign up for our weekly hacks, because there we will also be sharing the information about this new program and everything else we're doing this year. So if you want to sign up for that, go to mindic.eu slash weekly hacks. Apart from the new stuff, you're also obviously going to receive all our tips and tricks about mindset and performance on a weekly basis. With that being said, let's move to today's episode. We're going to talk about a question that we've received on Instagram, and that is how to overcome fear of failing or falling. Lorna, let's start with the beginning here. What is fear? So when you ask, my, ask me that question, what comes to mind is fear is your instinct telling you that you feel uncomfortable. Even if you know deep down that this situation is not going to cause you any harm, you are uncomfortable. So do you then, you're saying like, even if you know deep down inside that it's not going to cause you any harm, you mm. feel uncomfortable. But is that, I, I guess what you're saying, like, you know, even deep down inside, you know, but I think sometimes our body will still act in a way thinking like it will sort of kill us it's sort of the same chemical response in our body um so it sort of acts in the same way but it actually isn't life-threatening if that makes sense mm -hmm. and i think from that there'd be two questions that i would ask myself is what am i scared of or what am i fearful of and what do i expect is going to happen in this situation because you know i know everyone knows well most of us know that in those situations that we step into that we are scared that is when that voice in our head takes over it mm. starts coming up with the worst case scenarios of mm. everything that's going to happen whether you're stepping into a new arena you're stepping up in height you're uh, I don't know a dressage something something you're stepping up in you're going cross country at a new height whatever it is that voice in your head starts coming up with mm. what what do you expect to happen 
is it you're going to run out? Is it you're going to end up in the middle of the cross-country fence? Is it the horse is going to run away with you? Is it that it's going to stop at the water tree? There is always something going on of what you expect to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So his first step is sort of like call out what it is. So you feel that uncomfortable feeling. And the first step is to call out what's actually causing it. So, so you know, ask yourself just like what thoughts are actually causing this feeling emotional response in my body. Mm-hmm. And I think often it's always, or not always, um, often it is connected to something else that's happened in your life, like some yeah. other situation that's happened that you've never actually worked through. So I think exactly what you say, like call it out. Mm. Like what yeah. are you really, what are you really scared of, or what are you fearful of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what do you expect to happen, and where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, a lot of the times, like our 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 brain is obviously it's it's generalizing, right? So you will recognize mm-hmm. a situation or think it's recognizing, making assumptions about a certain situation that you're about to face, and it will connect it to things that has happened in the past. And if you were experiencing some kind of discomfort in the past, and this new situation now reminds you of that, mm-hmm. your body goes like, "Oh, you're probably gonna feel that uncomfortable feeling again," and it sort of alerts you all uh, all uh, all alerts yeah. on like. I think exactly that. It's a deeper concern of what something has happened or what you expect to happen in that situation. It's not mm-hmm. just that situation. It's not just that arena. It's not just 10 centimetres higher. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's something else deeper than mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. That, we've, that you or we or, you know, mm-hmm. have not managed to quite work through. Yeah, I like that, like that you haven't quite managed to work through yet. So it's something it's, that... It's what you believe is going to happen. Exactly that. Yeah. And if we were to relate this like to, to the the fear in particular here, right? This, what we talked about so far, it goes for any fear, right? But if we were to relate this to fear of falling or fear of failing, like it probably means that if you were to paint a picture, if you're going to go into a show jumping ring um, last time, or maybe not even last time, like earlier on in your life, you have had a fall when you were show jumping and your brain will remember that. So it gets... Mm-hmm afraid of falling because you had some kind of experience like that in the past and you know it could be that you don't even remember this in first instance when this happened like it could have been something that happens when you were just a kid right but that has still ingrained itself in your subconscious and your brain just recognized okay this is a similar situation uh be alert kind of thing um and when it comes to failing same thing there obviously your brain there's been some kind of situation we didn't go quite to plan and your brain categorized that as fall, failing and we never like failing. And it's sort of it's, it's a feeling of discomfort yet again, like you said, and it recognizes the situation. It goes like, oh, you might be likely to fail again. And then those feelings of discomfort uh, erases immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think two things that come up when you mention that as well is question yourself. Is it got something to do with, you know, the pressure that we put on ourselves in those situations? Is it got something to do with being accepted? Is it got something to do with making a mistake? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. question those things, because those for me are the two biggest things that would come up for me. Yeah. When we talk because about failure. Yeah. If you're if you're on your journey and, you know, you, you see it as giving it a shot, see where you are. You know, you need these hours of practice to make you better. Mm-hmm. Then where is this fear coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is also, you know, that's, again, something that we've been programmed to do, like, Unfortunately, in our society, you get programmed to believe that mistake is not a good thing. That is a bad thing. Right. And it creates, again, those uncomfortable. You might have been like in school, been told off for making a mistake. You might have been told by your mom or your dad or an older sibling that 
you know, you 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 made a mistake, you you dropped your milk from the table and you got told off for it. So, you know, silly example, but it just creates this belief, like you said, in your mind that making a mistake is a bad thing and it creates mm-hmm. bad feeling. And of course, we don't want bad feelings. So automatically we're gonna start to become afraid of making those mistakes, aka fail at something. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, that is the biggest thing that stops us from taking action. Yeah, that fear of that mistake, that fear of not being accepted, or you just do not trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know. With that being said, I think that's a really important thing here when it comes to fear of failing, recognizing, like rewiring that belief around that making a mistake is a bad thing, and that mm-hmm. that obviously comes down to a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. When you have a growth mindset, you recognize that failing means learning and learning is the way to become successful. The more that you learn, the more successful that you'll become. And the quickest way to learn is to make a mistake because that way your body and your mind will register that, okay, that was another way of not doing it. I love, by the way, that makes me think about that story of um, the guy with light bulb. What's his called? Oh, yeah. Thomas- uh, Edison. Edison, yeah. Was it Tom- Thomas Edison? Yeah. 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 He found, and I'm going to slaughter this quote, but he fa- he found a thousand ways not ten thousand ten ten thousands even ten thousand ways that a light bulb would not work is that right he he found he didn't see himself as failing so he Mm. attempted to make the light bulb this is not word for word but he attempted to make the light bulb ten thousand times and it didn't work so he didn't see himself as failing ten thousand times Mm -hmm. he saw himself as getting a step closer to getting it right exactly yeah. It depends on your perspective, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see it just as, again, like your perspective, you can see it just as a stepping stone. So for every failure, for every mistake, you're getting one step closer to your eventual mm-hmm. success. So it sort of just builds. It's sort of like, you know, you take one step up the stairs to your eventual success with each failure and in each mistake. Mm-hmm. And that way, and that that's an, actually, that's another quote. It's like a failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is part of success. Mm-hmm. absolutely i think it's i would take that step further and i think it's the same thing it's your mm-hmm. perspective of it mm-hmm. like i have a point i've got to a point now in my own training where i actually love to get it wrong because if i get it wrong then i find out how to get it right and by going through that process i can then repeat i have a system whereas if it's just flying by the seat of my pants and i get away with it mm-hmm. then i can't repeat it because i don't know what i did to to correct it or to get mm-hmm. it right so but that takes work you can't suddenly yeah. just turn up one day and say, do you know what, I'm going to let myself make every mistake because if you've not done any work on yourself, if you've not done any work on your belief system, that's when we go mm-hmm. down that route of we're a failure, we're no good, like I'm never going to be able to get it right, I'm letting my horse down, like all those ridiculous thoughts that we that we actually have. Yeah, and I think that is what you're saying now, those thoughts. I think it's important to rec- like separate them from the mistake itself because actually they are things that come after so if you look about the fact when you're making that mistake a mistake is just a mistake it doesn't have to mean anything unless you apply a meaning to it right so to take the example of like you're a mistake that a lot of people feel like they're making right they're getting a distance wrong to a fence they make a mistake right and Mm -hmm. That can be just a mistake. You know, your horse probably pops over if it's decent enough, like if it's if, if it's fair enough, like it probably just jump anyway. No one got harmed, like everything's fine. And you can leave it at that. Just like, okay, that's what happened. Non-judgmental assessment. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, that happened. What's the reason? Yeah, I probably didn't have enough leg arm. Okay, great. I learned that. Next time I will keep more leg on. I'll have an awareness of where my leg is and what it's doing. Um 
So that's one option. But then you can do this other thing where you go down. Okay, that was a mistake. A lot, you know, I didn't get the distance right. I'm a shitty rider. I'm, I'm, I'm letting my horse down, and then create all those negative feelings around it. Mm-hmm. that then you know you're becoming afraid of because really you're not afraid of that non-judgmental assessment of what happened you're afraid of the uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. that you connect with that mistake yeah so i think it's really important to you know like make the separation between those two things and just see the mistakes for what it is just neutral it doesn't have to be positive negative it can just be yeah and I think that takes a bit of figuring out. Do you know, it's not, it takes a bit of work to sep- to separate you, to separate yeah. your identity from your mistakes. And, you know, if you read all the, I was reading the other day about the 10,000 hours of deliberate practice and all that kind of stuff. You know, the only way we can get better is by doing. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you also look at, you know, a lot of us do, we compare ourselves to professional riders, but they all their responses are so automatic, like they've done it for so long. They don't have to think. And, you know, I'm not saying professionals are better. They get paid for that. That is their job. We are amateurs or most of us are amateurs. We do not get paid for it. It's our hobby. So we have to put in more practice. And that whole thing, that if you have that fear and it stops you from taking action because you do not trust yourself, like how do mm. we ever expect to get any better? Like, yeah. if we do not practice, if we do not put the hours in, if we get in our own way, whatever you want mm. to call it, like, I honestly, hand on heart, believe that fear, like, it's something we manifest. It's, mm. we're scared of what might happen. We do not mm. trust ourselves. We do not take action. We do not get any better. Mm. Like, it's crazy. 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. And if you look at most athletes, their reactions are quicker. Like, it's not they're better than us. They've done it so, so yeah. often. They have yeah. a better feel, probably. They have quicker reactions. They don't really need to think about what they're doing. And if you actually look at the research, like the gray matter in your brain gets bigger and bigger the more you do something, stop doing it, and it shrinks. I read a, an article the other day, and it was about um, teaching people to juggle with three balls. They did it for a month. And the, when they then, um, I think it's, it was an MRI scan or something, they put them back in, and the gray matter had increased. They stopped juggling for a month. It shrunk. So if we don't yeah. trust ourselves and we do not take action, then how how can we yeah. ever expect ourselves to get any better? Like we're manifesting this fear of what we believe is actually going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then also, you know, the more you believe that something is going to go wrong, uh, which you often do, when we worry about things and we're fearful of things going wrong, we manifest those thoughts into our body. We act in a certain way. We become tensed. And then those scenarios are more likely to actually show up, which is more, you know, than that thing get programmed even deeper into us because it just collects another evidence. It's like, okay, mm. if you put yourself in this situation, you're going to fail or you're going to fall or something bad is going to happen. And for every time that that actually happens, that belief just become that belief just becomes stronger, right? Which is not what you want. Obviously. So it's, it's really important that, to break that cycle. Again, and that belief thing, like what do you believe you're incapable of doing in this situation? Mm-hmm. Yes, like you can jump the fence. You've done it. You know how to do it. Mm. But when we get in our own heads or self-chat or self-water, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, gets in the way, mm. how do you all of a sudden become incapable of doing something? You've just done it. Perhaps it wasn't yeah. ideal or what you yeah. were looking for. Like when you were talking about that distance thing, you still got to the other side of the fence. Yes, maybe mm. it was a stride too early or, you know, you mm. got in deeper or whatever. Mm. But then why do we get in our own heads and all of a sudden we believe we're incapable of doing it? 
Yeah, we believe we're capable of it. We believe we want to die from it. Yeah, because it's the worst case scenario, right? It's the worst case yeah. scenario, and our brain is sort of our—it's our brain's number one go-to. <laughs> you know, when it doesn't matter what you just make sure you don't die, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's really important also to challenge that, and especially when it comes to that fear of falling, right? Mm-hmm. Logically reason yourself through that. Like a simple question, like how many times have you been on a horse and not fallen? Versus how many times have you been a horse and have you fallen? Like, usually that is a very, 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 very small percentage. If you were to actually calculate this, like just checking ourselves here, like how many times have you fallen off a horse the last year? I think this is a really bad question because we're now, we're, we're talking about, we're going to put it out there and I'm going to manifest falling off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the past year, but just, just, just to have like a practical example here, because I think this is always, this is always interesting. I can, I, once, I mean, I'll think about myself. Probably, I think. Once, once. Yeah. I, I probably think it, it's something similar to myself as well. Like one time that I've fallen off a horse in the last year. How many times have we been riding? Like I have, I have two horses on the go now. I probably had ridden something like 400 times no even more like 500 times the last year so one in 500 like do the math on that and i think like one zero point zero 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 something percent that you're going to fall off like sorry i just need to finish that (laughs) (laughs) counting that's all right i was actually quite impressed you worked that out i I didn't that's why i said like (laughs) zero point zero 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 something (laughs) i'm sorry and i think it's all i was going to say before i interrupted you is that like riding is a risk sport and we all know that but we do it because we love it and sometimes we just have to like acknowledge like it is a true fact like potentially you are going to fall off but don't turn it into this big fear of you know when we're talking about fear of falling like don't turn it into this big thing acknowledge it and park it because we can never ride at our best while we've got something going around in our head that is telling us oh you might get hurt here you might end up in the middle of that ox or mm-hmm. your horse might stop. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Like that might happen. I'm not lying and saying it won't, but you cannot you perform right to your best when that is going round and round and round in your head. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, like you're a movie blocking. that you're playing yeah. over and yeah. over and over and over again. Like, how is it helpful? It, it, no. It's not. Acknowledge it and park it. And we talked about this ages ago. I think it was a couple of years ago and I was about to go cross country. And it was at Hopeton in Scotland. And somebody had been seriously hurt as I was walking around the collection ring to bite to go cross country. And I think it was one of our novices. And it was decent. It was decent. And um, two hours, maybe not two, an hour and a half had passed. The three ambulances had come. We knew that this guy was in a bad way. Like you get in your own head. You know, you're about to go out there and everyone knows when they go cross country, you want to attack it. Like you, you have to have that self-belief that no matter what happens, you're going to make it happen and you get in your own head and I, I got in my own head like to the point where I'm like shit this is this is so dangerous I know it's dangerous I'm not well aware of it I don't need to remind myself I do not need to keep playing this movie over in my head and that took a lot a lot to get out of there but we did and we got round. and what, the minute I set off I was like I was going for it I was because you cannot hesitate you cannot mm. write like you cannot attack fences you cannot start taking the pulls at those fences mm. like you have to believe that you are getting to the other side of it and you can make it happen mm. yeah 100 percent. Yeah. you really have to you, you do but you have to I think acknowledge your fears and then park mm. them up yeah every it, single time you have to visualize the positive stuff that's going to happen mm. not how you are going to hurt yourself and i also think you know what is really and that's a really basic thing right anything that you're f- afraid of 
that is something that expectations about the future, right? Um, or what do you think is going to happen in the future? It's always in the future because you can't be afraid of something like right now and here, right? You're always afraid yeah. of what can potentially happen, yeah. right? So I think even more so it's like, <clears throat> find yourself a way to move to the present. Focus on something that is here and now, you know, like your your breath or the rhythm of the, your horse's hooves in the ground, whatever that is that keeps you occupied here and now. Yeah. And as long as you can rem like successfully stay in the here and now, mm -hmm. fear can't exist because that only exists if you think about the future. Yeah. And I always say breathing is a great one because it's portable. You can take it with you. you it's something you got with you everywhere. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's always there. And like you say, you can only, like you can breathe in the moment. Mm -hmm. Tune into yourself as they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I think we're coming up towards our... So 15 minutes, I think this is probably already past 15 minutes. Anything else that you want to add in, in there, Lorna? I think just about, um, you know, visualizing that successful outcome. Because yeah. if you only ever see a negative outcome, whether it comes down to fear of failing or falling, like you're almost, you know, your unconscious becomes confused. Like if you keep playing this over and over yeah. and over again, if you keep showing it that that's what you want, it, it becomes confused. Like you have to you have to be so focused on what you want, what you want to happen, not what you mm -hmm. don't want to happen. Uh -huh. I, I totally agree up until the moment where it's, where it's go time, right? Because then then I would argue you want to be in the present moment. But I agree with you to sort of, you know, set your set your mind frame right kind of thing, you know, before. Make sure you visualize a positive outcome, what you want to happen. And then when it's action time, when it's go time, find a way to put yourself in the present. Feeling and seeing and hearing what's happening here, right here and right now. Mm -hmm. The next thing I would say is um, like failure isn't real it does not exist like whatever thoughts you have on that it's not true there's no such thing as failure it's just information on how to improve how to get better yeah yeah one step closer feedback. to your success feedback yeah 100 percent. if you're looking for some little pointers or some solutions or things to start working through or some tips is first of all um picture the worst possible outcome and accept it you know this is real park it up move on the next one would be obviously visualize what you want instead of focusing every single time on what you don't want. The third one would be bin the idea of failure. It does not exist. It's feedback. Um, face your fears. Like if you want to write them down on a piece of paper, list what they are and then yeah. face them one by one. A really cool quote that I just wanted to add in there that is um, the only way to get over fear is by stepping into it. Yeah. So it's like walking outside in trying to avoid it. It's like walking outside in the rain and not getting wet it's physically impossible. Yeah. So let's acknowledge what they are, write them down, work through them one by one, and then just push your comfort zone. Embrace all of your challenges and you know your results will come. I love that, yeah. If you're afraid of failing, then fail a lot yeah. until your, your brain yeah. recognizes that actually you weren't going to die from it. You aren't going to die from it. Excellent. Well, we'll with that, we'll wrap this episode up. Remember, there's some exciting stuff coming your way. Uh, I will tell you more about it in the next week's episode. We will also send out more information on email. So if you aren't already, make sure you sign up for our weekly hacks. That's mindic.eu slash weekly hacks. Links will be in the show notes. And of course, you can also contact us on Instagram. If you're really, really eager to find out what we got coming up next, then you can just send us a message on Instagram. With that being said, we're going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you on the next Magical Monday. Bye.